It's Eat, Drink, Talk. Yum, yummy. The wine is uncorked, the bourbon neat, the apps are on the table. And here comes the main course. Here we are back on Eat, Drink, Talk, the city's only and coolest podcast devoted to restaurants and bars around here. I'm with my co-host, the lovely Carolyn McLean, is in the studio. Hi. Hi there. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, this show is going to be a, a special one. We're going to talk about the uh, future, uh, a, a big thing coming up in the future of Louisville. The Logan Street Market is um, is happening uh, early next year, and we have two of the big wigs um Jeff Brantley and Sarah Height are in the studio to talk to us about what's going to happen down there. A very exciting project that I, I just can't uh, can't wait for it to open. Right, Carla? I know it was a great interview, and by the way, I'm glad we <laughs> we did it. We pre-recorded it because it, this is we're opening the show, but it's a, a bit of a bittersweet day for 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 us right now. It is a, a tough a tough time uh, hanging over our our our, our minds is. Um, uh, something very unfortunate, uh, I'm sure you've heard by now, but a uh, uh, friend of the show, friend of me, friend of Carolyn, uh, John Asher, Vice President of uh, Racing at Churchill Downs, passed away on Monday, and uh, we have a heavy heart, so both of us have uh, great memories of John. John was uh, a guest on the Rusty Satellite Show, uh, my my other podcast twice, including uh, one of the first shows, and um, we go back a long way. We went to school at the same time at Western and uh, John has been a, uh, a big advocate of uh, probably the best alumni, alumnus that Western Kentucky University has ever had. And uh, he's a good friend. Last uh, last basketball season, I went down with Mark Hebert and him to a, uh, a game down at WKU, a basketball game. Had a great time. And uh, it's just hard to believe someone that you've interacted with and is a regular part of the Louisville landscape um, is gone. Yeah, it's uh, just so fresh because we just found out what on the way to do this show like an hour ago. But um, I'm n- I'm never speechless, <laughs> but I did work for him for a while, and uh, you'll just have to take it over for a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I understand, uh, Carolyn. It, it is a very emotional time. Someone close dies. Uh, uh, the reports we. The first news report of it uh, indicates that John had a heart attack in mm-hmm. uh, on, while on vacation in Orlando, and uh, of course, uh, it's very sad. John was always looking. Uh, th- the main thing I remember him saying, he always came to my breakfast of champions event, and uh, when it was time to introduce, he always announced how many days it was until the next Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs. Yeah, he had a uh, clock on his desk, <laughs> and it did it ticked down like the days. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. Yeah, you could ask him uh, anytime, anywhere. He also had this uh, this great thing. I I, I quizzed him on, on the show when he was on because he could tell you um, not just the names but details about the race of any Kentucky Derby you chose to to ask him. Uh, uh, just a vast uh, mm-hmm. amount of knowledge that he carried around with him yeah. about the track. He's a great ambassador for the track and for the racing in general, for Western Kentucky University, for um, for Louisville. Yeah, he was he was the heart and soul of Churchill Downs for sure. So um, anyway, that that is uh, that is weighing heavy on our hearts. But uh, in true uh, show business fashion, we'll say the show must go on. Uh, we have uh, a great show for you. Like I said, the Logan Street Market 
is uh, coming. And Carolyn, uh, our our great sponsor, Fourth Street, Street Live, has some stuff coming up that yeah. uh, we want to mention. We have the farmers market on Wednesday, as always, from eleven to two, and they accept SNAP and double dollars, which is nice for those folks. And then uh, the coaches show, Coach Petrino's show, is Coach Thursday. Yep, sports. We uh, should be like your your husband and spend this whole week talking about one football game. <laughs> uh, or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear a lot about football. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. About one game, I tell but, you. But it is cool that, that he's doing the show now at 4th Street Live, and that's on Thursday at 6. Um, by the way, $2 beer, $3 wine, and half-off apps, so not a bad deal. And then the Dracula Blood Drive. Oof. Yeeks. <laughs> you won't find me there, by the way. Um, I'm going to go. I need to go down there and give blood. Give blood. I, I, I'm a believer in that, and uh, it's it's been a while since I've done it. So. Um, well, how about I go and hold your hand? Yeah, that would be great, because that, that helps, because I always tell them when I do my that. hand. Uh, I, I tell the nurse, I say, go ahead and do it. Just tell me when it's over. Make sure that I don't watch. Yeah, because I can't see it. Yeah, seeing blood come out of your body is wigs yeah, anybody I can't out. Watch. I'm, I'm I'm fine with it if I just squeeze a little ball. And, and, <laughs> yeah, you know, do that. Yeah, you, you haven't done it, so you don't know about the questions they ask you, do you? No, do you? I I <laughs> I I just have problems with needles, and I'm not. I I'm sure everyone's rolling their eyes, going, "Yeah, I have problems with needles too." But I really have like an unnatural fear to the point of like even through childbirth, every time I'd have to give blood, it was like an ordeal i don't i don't know well, they, they, if you haven't done it when when you sit down and you got to fill out a form before you do it and you got to answer all these embarrassing questions like like uh uh have you been to another country all this and then it's have you had homosexual sex with anyone in the oh, last 60 days really <laughs> they just like that's one of the that, questions they that's fire off question. yeah it just comes right out i did not know that and i'm surprised i didn't because Locke does donate blood quite a bit yeah but that's wednesday september 5th uh from 10 to 3 at 4 street live dracula blood drive the pizza bar by the way giving out free pizza yum, and yum. then your name goes in the hat to win great tickets to actors um dracula the show dracula well good well that's a, that's some good stuff all right well um Let's get on with the show then. Uh, yeah, we give me give me a, a a Kleenex, and then when we come back from the interview, <laughs> I'm going to get get back to my myself. How about that? Very good. Here's our interview about the Logan Street Market with Jeff Brantley and Sarah Hyde. Several nightlife hotspots. Four Street Live is the place for you. Not only is it located in the heart of downtown Louisville, but each of these venues are just a few steps apart. Come enjoy an afternoon meal with your family, watch the next big game, or bring your friends for a fun night out. Head over to Four Street Live and see for yourself. Welcome back to Eat, Drink, Talk. I'm Carolyn McLean with Rick Redding, and we have a full studio today, Rick. We're full up. We are full up. We have two awesome stewards in Louisville community, Jeff Brantley, a well-known executive chef, and we have Sarah Height with us, who's the director of the Logan Street Market. Well, I love that. I'm anxious to hear about the Logan Street Market. It's uh it's uh, it's going to be a unique thing for Louisville, I think. I think we should start with Sarah because people are probably saying, what is the Logan Street Market? And it's, it's um, I think it's, what, a version of like Finley Park in Cincinnati, a, a big outdoor public market that's going to be in Shelby Park, an mm-hmm. underserved area. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's similar to a lot of the public markets. I mean, they're all over the world, but I mean, also in the U.S. So Finley Market obviously is the closest one, and we've worked with them a lot on planning and scheduling and, you know, big picture ideas. Um, but, you know, we, we've also drawn from Reading Terminal in Philadelphia, 
Um, Chelsea Market's a little different there, but uh, Pike Place, um, that's by far the biggest and most fabulous of all. Uh, they get about 35 million visitors a year. So <laughs> it's a pretty, wow. it's an it's insanely bustling place. Yeah. But, but, but um, I, well, tell us what's going to be in there because I, I think people that don't know think, what the heck is that? Yeah. So um, <laughs> some people have you know said is it like a year-round farmers market it's mm-hmm. like well sort of but essentially it's a it's basically a large space where there's tons of independent businesses inside of it and you can get anything from you know like an arepa all the way up to like a hundred dollar bottle of olive oil mm-hmm. you know um and everything in between so we have inside of it we have a brewery um that will also be owned and operated by Mike Safai, who is starting the Logan Street Market. Um, And then we have, of course, our coffee shop in there, which is originally how Mike Safai got started with Safai Coffee. Um, And then we have four counter service restaurants, which is where Jeff Brantley would come into play. Uh, And then we have um, about 20 more like food retail booths. So, you know, a fresh pasta place, a spice shop, um, a butcher, a fishmonger, um, all of these shops that want to be independent and local. And this is a place for them to all, you know, gravitate and feed off of each other. So it's so. a large gathering space mm-hmm. in a in a undes- in a underserved area. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. ask uh, Jeff about the area because uh, uh, you know a lot of people may not know Shelby Park. It's down there near Germantown, uh, near Smoketown. Um, where uh, you know th- there's not been an operation like this there before um uh, how do you how do you think it's going to draw people in uh, i think it's going to draw people in not only is there really nothing like that in that area there's really nothing like it in the city like she said the closest one is finley market and that's about you know 70 miles north of here um and that's how we started getting involved was i was traveling to places like nashville atlanta or cincy that aren't that far and then coming back here and seeing a great restaurant scene and professionals you know that are extremely talented but nothing where people were coming together mm-hmm. and i think that's what this is going to do not only provide food in a place that's un unserved but provide a really unique experience as far as lots of great talents coming together like she's talking about with the whether it's pastas or olives olive oils or fresh vegetables you know hopefully i get to benefit from that being yeah. a lucky person that gets to walk through and you know pick what pick, i feel like your items, that day and right serve that to people hopefully in a unique way in a very unique setting so jeff is an executive chef um you let's see you you cooked at corbett's right and grail mm-hmm. house maybe even still at yeah. grail house just left and grail house just, just starting just to to get this get this thing in full swing yeah yeah <laughs> um and then the hub you were one of the original Started that. Started the mm-hmm. hub on Frankfurt. So you're going to have your own restaurant. Will this be your first restaurant? This will be the not the first one I've started, but this will be the first one that uh, I'm actually an owner of. Yeah. And, and for sure. you have Southern roots. You're a Georgia boy. Is it going to be Southern cuisine? Yeah, I was born in Georgia, then very young, moved to Tennessee for about nine years, then back to Georgia, then went to school in Mississippi and stayed there for a few years afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, now in Kentucky, so yeah. by way of Chicago, so kind of all over the place, but mainly in the South, and uh, yeah, that's where my love for food started, and that's where it's kind of stayed, so I'm uh, really excited to bring that to people here. So the concept for the restaurant and name? 
the name we're still working on, I think. Okay. Uh, I'm not ready to go forward to that, but the concept, it's uh, Genuine Southern Food, so we're going to be doing uh, plate lunches, kind of like a play on the meat and three that's kind of started to uh, come up in the area, but huge in Tennessee and Georgia, where I'm from. You get your choice of protein and then three sides. Uh, probably going to have a choice of bread with that as well, but then we're going to also have uh, sandwiches, stuff that's going to be easy to get. You know, whether it's lunch or early dinner, and uh, we'll probably have some sweet treats and then more snacky stuff as we get later into the night, like food truck stuff, you know, mm-hmm. things that are like four to six bites, easy to share, or just something small if you want to walk around and okay. have something to nosh on. Can so- you sip and shop? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> and when I say sip, can we, can you sip? spirits and shop anything and everything yeah i love that yeah the brewery it will also have obviously we'll have our brew and then some guest taps and then we'll also have a full-scale bar um and we're actually really fortunate that we share an office space with hawthorne beverage group um and they're essentially a bar consulting creative group so they're just amazing they're all mixologists they um you know, basically build bar programs for people all over the world. Mm-hmm. So um, they've created an amazing cocktail list for us. And then we also will have a wine shop there. So the wine shop, you can, you know, buy packaged wine to take home. You can open it there or they also pour wine by the glass. So oh. how f- you must be going to be open at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the market essentially is, well, it'll be closed on Mondays. So everyone needs a Everyone needs break. one day. Break the hairdressers. Yeah, yep. for, for everyone's sanity. Um, and then we'll be open Tuesday through Sunday, essentially from the hours of like 10 to 8. Uh, but the brewery will be open until 10 or 11 at night. Um, so even if some of, you know, maybe you're a juice bar, you're not going to stay open until 10 or 11 right. at night. Right. So you can close. But, you know, the restaurants and um, you know, whoever else is doing well and wants to stay open while the brewery is open, they're more than welcome. So, how far along is construction? When can we expect it to literally open to the public, or even a soft opening date? Yeah, so um, we are just in the beginning stages of um, pulling construction together. So it's looking like about February or so. Um, so it'll take, you know, three and a half to four months for the build out. I mean, it's an existing building already. It's mm-hmm. a huge warehouse that mm-hmm. we're renovating. Um, and then we'll have about three weeks of move in time for the vendors. Um, and then we'll do a, you know, soft opening and then a couple weeks later do a big grand opening. So we don't. And you guys were taking donations, right? Trying to secure some sponsorships for it. Are you still doing that? Yeah, so we are doing sponsorships. Um, so we are not a nonprofit. We are a PBC. So, um, you know, essentially we want to be a sustainable business that also, you know, has a social conscience and a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we're accepting sponsorships for um, founding um, adoptive booth programs or event sponsorships as well. Okay, could we? Could we? Could we buy the title sponsorship for the whole place? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Done. I think Let me we write need to have yeah. an eat, drink, talk booth. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's so easy. Well, you I think guys drink, talk, market. Yeah. We could sell, our, uh, we'd sell them our name. Yeah. <laughs> you guys it. could definitely record there. Yeah. That would be that, absolutely That would be a thing. Well, yeah. we're finally taking it on the road sometimes. <laughs> we're working out the bugs and whatnot. But, um, Jeff, you have to just tease me a little bit. All right. Just tease me a little bit. Like, okay. Just throw out two or three names you're considering. 
Because Rick and I like to like put have our finger on the yeah. We here. came up with e drink talk so. so uh, I did. Bramble <laughs> has been a big one. Bramble. Bramble. Okay. Um, good gravy was a popular one around mm-hmm. the office. I think. Uh, Sarah, do you have another one? Um, you like? Yeah, we were kind of <laughs> leaning towards that. Um, I know you originally said like butter bean. Butter bean was a big one. Mm. Butter bean I was like butter went on for bean. the longest. I think uh, I like butter bean. And honestly, the by the time the name gets done, the food and stuff's going to be no problem because I get <laughs> forty ideas, and then those get down to three or four, and then go to work and have some ideas, and all of a sudden you're back up. So butter beans, my my favorite of the ones <laughs> I just heard. What about but, yours? I don't know. I'm 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 gonna. I'm going to warn you against good gravy. I, I just because it I, sounds I, like just breakfast, it maybe. Like, yeah, and, yeah, and gravy, health wise. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. all about health. Yeah, um, he's see? become boring now that he's on the high. <laughs> you hyper. have everybody else like then somebody thinks one thing sounds. Uh, yeah. Well, there's just been a lot of different ways people have taken some of the. At names. some point, you're just going to have to like just pick. It'll happen soon. I'll, y'all will be the first to know. What's What's okay. the story behind Bramble though? Uh, Bramble, it just another long story probably <laughs> but just kind of uh i was going southern and thinking about uh places where i fell in love with food back mm-hmm. home and it was i mean a lot of it went back to uh like an old hunting and fishing camp i used to go to with my family and mm-hmm. i was just thinking about the woods walking around and all the like fun i used to have by myself and fire patches and bramble like where you'd go pick berries and that right. was kind of where a bunch of that started and stuck with me and once that name came up it was uh Okay, I'm changing well, my vote. To it. I'm changing <laughs> my vote because every restaurant needs a good story to tell. Yeah, and you got to have that. That's your connection. Yeah. Um, you're. I know you're going to wrap me here in a second because I can. I can see your little forehead crinkling up <laughs> on me. But I just c- can we talk for a minute and anybody jump in here about, you know, just the mission of of why Logan Street Market and can we talk about just being good stewards and having that connection between farmers and the community. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll take that one. <laughs> All right. uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, our goal is multifaceted. So, you know, on a lot of our um, mission statement that we've been putting out, it's business incubator, sustainability, and local food system. So, um, you know, we feel that, yes, we want to support Kentucky Proud. We want to support local farmers, but we also want to support people that wanted to start a business and be an entrepreneur, but maybe like couldn't afford a full build out of a space on their own. Um, and also you have more security here in that, you know, people are coming here. Maybe they didn't come here for your spot, but you're here and now it just builds up the whole community. Right. Um Another part of that is sustainability. We really want to like, you know, just be more responsible and be an example to others to be more responsible with their with their usage. So, you know, we're not allowing any um, single use water bottle sales. All of the like single use um, serving ware and cutlery all has to be compostable. Um, you know, we're working with West Rock and they're going to um, essentially do like organic waste that was lives on to become compost. Um, the rest of the um, waste goes through recycling. And then so the only waste that we actually are sending to the landfill is bathroom waste. So it's pretty incredible to have a, a operation of this scale uh, to not um, send as much to the landfill. Um, but also, you know, like Shelby Park is on the rise. Um, you know, it's right on the border of Germantown and Snitzelburg. Um, and nestled in between um, Germantown and Old Louisville. So 
Um, you know, we just really feel that by being there, we can bring up the community. We're providing 120 plus jobs to the neighborhood, um, which were not there at all before. So, yeah. Sounds I'm, very exciting. I'm already work. a fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's it's good. And it sounds like, uh, having talked to Mike Safai in the past, it sounds like exactly what uh, uh, he has had in mind when, I, when I've yeah. talked to him before. So uh, lastly, as we wrap up, though, uh, I do want to ask Jeff one more question. You, you said four restaurants are going to be there. You're going to have one. Uh-huh. Are, are the others, uh, are we are we looking for restaurateurs or um, are, are you got anybody else signed in? I know we've got at least two of more filled in or all of them filled in. Yeah. So we were um, – <clears throat> the last one we're sort of holding out for someone – very in particular. We've had a lot of interest in that. By far the most interest in the restaurant spaces. Um, but the the other one will be Nelson and Nyla's Kitchen. Um, and they're a Venezuelan couple. So they're going to do Venezuelan food. And she's also a pastry chef. So they'll have that as well. Um, like arepas and things like that. And then the other restaurant mm-hmm. will be called Ziba's Bistro. And he is from Burkina Faso, and he went to culinary school in Paris and then also had a restaurant in Italy. So it's sort of, you know, um, uh, like African, European, French okay. fusion, which I'm incredibly excited about. Yeah, and I try. can't wait to work with the other mm-hmm. chefs either on some stuff that's... yeah part of the really exciting stuff for me coming up as well it's very right. unique yeah so it, it uh, open uh, we're looking for an opening date right now uh next february mm-hmm. uh so uh a lot of work to do between now and then absolutely but we're looking forward <laughs> to uh following it and uh maybe we'll go down and take a tour there carolyn yeah i'm down let's do it all right well thanks to jeff and uh sarah for coming in and talking to us on eat drink talk thanks guys thank, thank you. you appreciate it Rick Redding has his ear to the ground on Louisville news, issues, and media. Get a new episode every Thursday at louisville.am. Welcome back to Eat, Drink, Talk. I'm Carolyn McLean, and I'm here with Rick Redding. And this is what we call sort of the news portion of the show. Eat, Drink, Talk's news. You can find it at eatdrinktalk.net, our uh, website. There's all kinds of cool stuff up there, and uh, including a uh, almost daily a listing of things to do in town. Well, here are a few new things, by the way. Co- new coming. things. Now, if if you are a Louisvillian and you cross the bridge into southern Indiana <laughs> and you venture over there in those parts, Core Life Eatery uh, is opening up this week. And Core Life Eatery is going to be on Veterans Parkway in Clarksville. And they're sort of like a healthy franchise, okay? So it's a new concept for, for, for Louisville. And they make um, what they're known for, greens, mm-hmm. grains, and broth-based dishes. Sounds like my kind of stuff. Yeah, I was just going to say, this is right up your alley. Gonna, we need to get them to build one over here. There, there is also <laughs> one in Lexington, and the folks in Lexington like it a lot. So um, I wanted to mention that. And then also, you know how much I like Luvino's. Yes, you do like Luvinos. I do, and, and Luvin- we love Bill Jennings, who was on the show. Yes, he was mm. he was a darling, and so they finally opened their new location in Cincinnati, in that over the Rhine area. So we wanted to send out a shout out to them and a thumbs up that they got that up up and going. Should go there if you're in Cincy. And you have just toured awesome Rabbit Hole Distillery. Finally, I did get for to tours. do the. Uh, what was it like? Well, you know, I went to the. Um, groundbreaking ribbon cutting that was much with much fanfare i guess back in maybe july june july and uh they at that time they said 
you know, we'll start tours later. Okay, and now they've, uh, you know, they this is brand spanking new. So all the, you know, they're going through the first batches of, of what they're making. The amazing thing about Rabbit Hole is that it is all in one space. It, mm-hmm. it, it is a building designed for one purpose with the idea that, it would be conducting tours, mm-hmm. but uh, if you ever go on a bourbon tour, you know that there there are some things about them. They're all the same. You go and look at the big vat, and you look down yeah. in there, and you know Fermenting you do the mash, mash yeah. and yeah. you see the 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 still, and you do all that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think Rabbit Hole is the only place where all of this is in in one room. You can just see the whole process. It makes, I believe, uh, we went on a modified tour, I think, but I think the tours are going to be shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, than than any of your other distilleries, and um, the highlight though is their event space upstairs. Oh, okay. It is uh, got a beautiful view. Nice. Um, looking east toward downtown, mm-hmm. and it is uh, it's just a, it's it's an awesome space, and the, they're doing it upright with uh, the amenities in the bar. All of these, I'm thinking of Angels Envy and of of Copper and Kings and Evan Williams. They they've all got these spectacular rooms for events and for drinking and bars. So that's something that uh, is it, it's all these places are new to the landscape in Louisville, and it's it's great for tourism. I love it. I, yeah, I like the idea of a shorter tour. Um, and they may be doing that for you know you've heard the terms throughput rate, how many people mm-hmm. you can put through. And I, I like that because I don't want sometimes to spend, if I think I'm going to go to travel to bar town and go to, on to it's an all-day affair. Right. But if right. you want to take like an out-of-town guest to downtown Louisville, you can get in and out and go have a, yeah. you know, a meal somewhere. Exactly. It, it's quick. It's less than an hour for sure. And uh, I, I think the, the thing that's different about Rabbit Hole, may, one of the differences, I guess, is that if you go on these other tours, the Makers Marks, the Evan Williams, uh, all those, you're going to get some history. You're going to get some stories about who Evan Williams, the Wharfmaster, was, or you're going to hear about the Samuels family at, at Makers Mark. Um, this is Kabe Zamanian, mm-hmm. who was a psychologist and decided he wanted to <laughs> spend his money and to build a distillery. Yeah. So there's no, like, uh, a great legend. Uh, you know, they talk about the, the care and the devotion he has to the to the craft and, and how important he is um you know about the quality the quality of the product mm-hmm. and all that but um, there's not a big, great big history uh associated with it but they are um and the exciting thing and next year they said uh, during the tour that next year uh there's a space right out front on market street that is going to be their restaurant so there is going to be an accompanying cool. restaurant cool. to the rabbit hole distillery which is uh, something to look forward to. Rick, we both got our culture on. Very different culture, though, <laughs> yeah. this this past week. Um, I was at the State Fair, and you were listening to jazz. It's doing some smooth jazz in Central Park. Was it, it was really cool. There, There's this woman. I think her name was Sharika, and uh, she played a trumpet. Mm-hmm. No. No one knows. I played trumpet in the high school band. I was terrible at it. But uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of trumpet players, good trumpet players. And I'd never seen anything like this. She was good. Great crowd at Central Park. Um, Councilman David James uh, put, put mm-hmm. it on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wish they'd have it more often. I tell you, there was a big crowd, uh, very diverse crowd. Yeah. And uh, people were just having a good time. I like jazz. Did yeah. You, did you bring uh, little snackies and wine or what? No, but we got a uh, we got a couple of drinks. We had yeah. a, I had a beer. Paul had a wine. Mm-hmm. And we could buy there. There were food trucks there. Uh, I just uh, no, we weren't in the mood to eat at the point at that point. But we, we uh, there's plenty of seats. We got to go down up close and and 
saw some great music. Yep. Well, my Saturday but the night. the State Fair. Yeah, my Saturday night at the State Fair, you know, I went because I wanted to see the World Championship Horse Show. Now, that was okay. why I went. However, if you're going to the fair, you're going to sit in traffic, you're going to park, and you're going to pay, then your ass better get a corn dog. <laughs> a legit State Fair corn dog with some yellow mustard and a dab of ketchup. And fresh as can be you know almost smells like a donut sometimes coming right out of the fryer you know yeah. and uh my mother had one uh, uh, i had one Locke had one we did a little ching ching you know a little <laughs> a little cheers that with sounds so awful but at least no no once a you year, didn't have a fried candy bar or a donut burger yeah no no i just had one corn dog and <laughs> drink way to resist and yeah enjoy but i i gotta tell you i don't know what the attendance ended up being but it was slammed out there on saturday yeah slammed like a lot of hicks from bone lick. I mean, like, I, I wanted to run back inside. Let me just say that. I came out for my corn dog, and then I ran back inside Freedom Hall to the horse show. <laughs> and then we left. We didn't even partake in anything. Didn't after. do any rides or anything. Oh, but didn't uh, go see the lamps or the no, stuff. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a lot of time. See, but I, I know what everything is over there. That's why I don't want to go anymore. Well, don't be a miser. <laughs> Things changed. You curmudgeon. Have, curmudgeon, exactly. I hear um, there there is there was good music out there. I hear. I, I I thought it was also funny, Rick, that we knew that Martin's Barbecue was opening at the old Lens Paradise Cafe. Right, right? and, and the, we were going to go high, eat there we after did. we did no, the we show. We did go there. We did go there. We go there, and the damn thing was closed and we were like wait a minute you're supposed to be opening and they were like chucking firewood in and working on i was like this isn't open and they said no we have a soft opening that night so we didn't get our we meal. were early we were one meal early look at us i did go in and walk around I, I, I was i was very impressed with the decor and the inside of the place i, I you know I, I hope that place succeeds because it's 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 kind of cool yeah i think they've done well out there and on, on, on westport road yeah I mean, like, seriously, I was in the mood for barbecue, and then we were like, where are we going to go eat? I know. We went to a tradition, though, like, you know, a Highlands tradition, the bristle, and I had my traditional steak sandwich and skillet fries, which you guys all stole my fries, Mr. Everybody was like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to get a salad. I'm not I'm supposed to eat fries. Salad. And I'm like, I'm getting a I know, the freaking skillet put fries in front and of steak. Me. I know, and everyone Do not put fine. them in front of me, yeah. and I will resist just fine. It's, it's like the whole th thing about your house. If you don't buy the candy bars and put them in your house you won't eat them <laughs> yes well i i don't i must have some good what, what do you call that i can resist you can resist you I you do a better job of resist. I, I do a good do job of resisting as long as it's not around me yeah like those fries of yours um mm -hmm. i will say that i did something outside the norm which we encourage people to do on the show to like eat you know try new things and i went to a 100 percent vegan restaurant in st matthew's called half peach bakery okay which is um right in that little like strip mall not really mall area by uh jacks and equus and in that same little you know where uh del frisco's is sure right in that little it's two doors down from that okay and um chef sue uh with chinese roots um owns this place it's 100 percent vegan and they have like a breakfast hot bar and it's mm. interesting, like, you know, like tofu scrambled eggs and stuff like that. Like, definitely not what I normally eat. <laughs> yeah. um, and the kid, the kid, kiddo that we brought, Lucy Bell, she had a cookie bomb. It's called a mm. cookie bomb. It looks like a, a really, like, round chocolate chip cookie. And it's kind of like that cookie dough feel in the middle. Okay. And 
she said it was the best chocolate chip cookie she has ever had. It's on record. Okay. All time. So, I mean. And, and it wasn't the first. And I had the. She's had several, I'm sure. Fresh pressed <laughs> coffee. I mean, like, mm. it tasted phenomenal. So I'm giving two thumbs up to the Half Peach Bakery. They do serve breakfast and lunch. And then, you, of course, you could have dinner there as well. Right. And a lot of people probably haven't heard of it. Well, um, what was your eat of the week? Well, I don't really. I, I, here's, here's my deal, Carolyn. And because, you know, it's a special time of year. Um, my birthday's on Tuesday. I know. You're, how old are you going to be? <laughs> I'm not telling. Come on. At 52, I think uh, somebody said uh, I was supposed to say. Um, I'm not really 52. but <laughs> How know. old are you? Okay, 58. Okay, because like, you can ask me when it's my birthday, and okay. I'll proudly tell you. All right. You so look great for 58. Special occasion, place to go. Um, I'm, we'll talk about it here on the air, and we'll see what Paula picks out for me. Because okay. she's got some. Aren't some you going to Colorado though for I'm your birthday? I'm going to Colorado okay. this weekend on Saturday yeah. to watch uh, my son Josh out there. We're going to yeah. watch the Cards in Alabama on Saturday in a bar in Denver. Okay. And I'll be there several days and come back next Wednesday. Well, I am heading to Louisiana tomorrow, and mm. um, I'm working in Louisiana for a few days. But I'm going to catch. The preseason Saints game against the L.A. Rams oh, this week. That sounds fun. So we're both going to be on the It'll road. Fun. And then I'm going to oh, yeah. miss you next week because you won't be around for the Labor Day show because you'll be exactly. in Colorado. I can't do it this week because uh, you're out of town and all that. So we're missing missing things. Um, I, would t- I, I, I must mention that the big highlight of my trip to Colorado, other than seeing my son Josh and his wife, is the Red Rocks Amphitheater lyle levitt and his large band oh playing live lyle is still on tour huh oh god he's great yeah he's great great he doesn't age right great big band no he doesn't his music is always awesome it is and uh so i'm i'm taking as josh's birthday is is two weeks before mine so his present is tickets to the show Cool. And they're good seats. We're not out there in the in the Yahoo section. We're, yeah. we're up close. so That's awesome. It's going to be fun. All right. Okay. Uh, so I don't know where we're going tomorrow. Um, if, you're, if you're hearing this on Tuesday, today, my birthday, be sure and send gifts uh, my <laughs> way. Healthy cookies and uh, yeah. cake. Not stuff that makes me fat. Uh, so uh, it's oh, really you know, hard doing the show and attending. You should, cra- to you should crack open the new uh, collaboration bourbon that you received for your birthday and just have one celebratory toast with you that think good I would have all waited all this long? No, seriously, is it if gone? You get something, it's not gone, but I've had a Oh, you've, you've dipped in it. I've dipped. Okay. Yeah, I've dipped. I'm going back there. That uh, bottle is heavy, by the way. Have you noticed that? Like, yeah. when I went to pour it, I was like, this son bitch is heavy, <laughs> and it's it, it, like, spilled a little. Did you have problems with it? I didn't, because I was very careful. I oh. knew how valuable the liquid was. Okay. And uh, I was very careful with it, and uh, it, it's... Th- it's a top top bourbon in my mind. Yeah, you know it's, it's really good. It's becoming one of my faves now. So um, I love. Anyway, there's a lot of things. Um, a lot of things coming up. Uh, we we're gonna start talking. Probably you will talk on the show next week about bourbon and beyond, yes. which is in the in the near future. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's something to look forward to. I am. Uh, also, there's the CrossFit competition that I'm interested in going to at Four Street Live. Did you see that? I did not. Are you going to compete? Uh, no, I want to. <laughs> I, I I don't. I, but I'm curious to see, you know, what what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are, no, those. I'm still I'm still kicking it pretty good though at Orange Theory. Okay, I'm still dedicated. We all gotta we all gotta keep keep working, keep staying in shape, keep ourselves healthy. Yeah, I'm, I'm out there at Heiser Health three times a week. It's good. 
So um, I guess we wrap it up and just uh, I, I just think we got to mention one more time our good friend John yeah. Asher um, uh, passing away age 62 and uh, what a blow to the um, to Churchill Downs and to, to the city. I couldn't um, collect my thoughts at the top of the show because I, as I mentioned I had just heard it before I got this microphone put in front of my face but now that it's been a couple of minutes I, I wanted to just um, say that I worked at Churchill Downs uh, with John for a couple of years back in the days when we did the Hola Blue Summer Music Festival and the food and wine and then a couple of, of derbies. And so he was always very helpful to me um, as a young woman in the field of public relations that had made the crossover from broadcast journalism. He always had time for me, even though he was busy. And he used to say to me, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And I just I could hear his voice saying that when I heard the news uh, on the way over to record the show. I can still hear it right now. But I just want to say that I'll miss him. And I know Louisville will. And my, my thoughts and prayers go out to his family and the Churchill Downs family. Exactly. And on that, uh, we will wrap up this episode of A Drink Talk. And uh, hope you tell your friends about it. Uh, keep tuning in. We uh, are interested in your stories, uh, anything you think we ought to talk about here on the show. Uh, you can get uh, with uh, in touch with us through uh, eatdrinktalk.net or our Facebook page or our Twitter account, eatdrinktalklou. And a shameless plug to vote for us on Leo's Reader's Choice Awards for Best Local Podcast. So everyone keep eating, drinking, and talking. Louisville, we love ya. Catch up on the city's restaurant scene every day by visiting eatdrinktalk.net.